0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. this is Some of My Best Friends or Kabbalists. I'm here with Rav Nosson Notaglik, and last week, Rav Nossam, uh we...
1: Since I do not have a sausage factory that I can promote... <laughs> 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 on your podcast yes. i will take the time to promote all of the rest of your wonderful podcasts which i will say i listen to They are some of the most listenable things that i've ever encountered and it's, it's hard to you know it's hard for me to find something that i'm on I get a gishmuck, I okay well
0: i hope from uh, so, others, uh, others will take the lead and realize that um
1: you know, yeah when you, very when you owe, well
0: okay right look we try to what we try to do is, is hopefully, it shouldn't be a complete waste of time, but a little bit of of distilling your personality along with ideas that can somehow grow and develop and and push you to a place right. that you were before. You were the, a new place where you weren't before you started listening. But thank you again, Mr. Nelson. I appreciate it.
1: Okay. Anytime. Vida. And understand ki Even though we have learned in the Zohar ki the, the um, vital spirit nefesh is in the grave. V'erucho and his spirit is in Gan Eden. and his soul is in the divine throne ze this is referring to zahal naran rak mi briya yitsira this is only referring to someone who received a nefesh ruach neshama from the worlds of briya yitzira in Asiya. aval zahal but somebody who received a nefesh ruach neshama a a vital spirit a spirit in the soul from atzilut and effect, there is no doubt uh, I'm slightly skipping this, his, his spirit we, you know, however you want to refer to it will go up because everything goes back to its source okay, so that's about as much as I as much as I want to say necessary, necessary to unpack this because it has a lot to do with things that we that we encounter in Gemaras, okay, because there's all sorts of all sorts of um, all sorts of very contradictory statements concerning concerning souls and and nefesh and you know. So let's start with a halacha that we that we're all familiar with, which by the way, in my in my younger, more ignorant um, years, I actually quite violated, um, which was you know, no wearing tzitzis in a graveyard. Right, and and I'm um, as I said, right, I didn't know well enough at the time. I thought that you know, I mean, everybody's davening in graves at Sadiqim, so why shouldn't I just take a talis down to the to the graveyard and and put it on and daven there? So that's what you know, that's what I did. I was not familiar with the halacha that you don't do that, um, because it's loeg la'rash, assuming that the you know that the strings of the talit or the strings of the tzitzit actually drag on top and maybe tickle the graves somehow or another. It, it's it's um it's to be contemptuous of one who does not have now, so since the dead people are not makayim it's thought so it's considered it's considered contemptuous of them if you fulfill in a in a graveyard right and this always had me thinking like what why would you assume that the dead person's consciousness is located his grave. I thought we go to Shamayim. That's what I was always told, you know. Um, and I, I was pretty pretty skeptical of a lot of things at that point in time, also. But uh, you know, if we're going up to Shamayim, like who cares about you know the strings of my tzitzit are rubbing against the gravestones? So what difference does that make? So it seems the halacha really is that that you view the Consciousness of the departed in the grave—very, you know, rather strange idea. Then you also have Gemarot that talk about uh, going up to Yeshiva Shalmala. There's, um, you know, there's a, a, a person who is able to choose his location in in Yeshiva Shalmala. So, the, and also in the, in in the Gemara in Misteched Brachot, you also have this this idea of people going up from the graves. To this Bet Midrash, and then coming back down apparently for some for some reason don't, under, don't understand why but but uh, at any rate there seems to be another dimension which has something to do with with uh, with learning Torah you know and and then you have this idea that uh, you know Nishmotehem are coming from the coming from Kavod, which only which Therefore, it doesn't make any sense to imagine you're getting a Shema from Kiseak Kavod and it's going to lay down there in the dirt waiting for Triat admitim. That also doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Presumably, the what comes from uh Kavod is going to go back to Kisea Kavod. And if you want to add another bit of complexity to that whole thing, then you you know you have the idea, which was not it Chabad chasirim have made it one of their standards. You know, put it put it on their flag, but um it's, it doesn't originate from them. It, the, the Ramban has it and and um others as well, that that um a nishama of a per of a of a Jewish person at any rate, if not every human being, is a chelik elokami It's a bit of divinity. So you know you're looking at this and, and there's a lot, there's a lot here that doesn't add up because you know we're used to thinking about a Nishama as being a specific, you know, entity that somehow or another resides in your body and animates it. Okay, and, and you know, and it, it gives the body the ability to move around and it gives the body the ability perhaps to to feel feelings and to and to think thoughts. Okay. And you know, and that's what and that's what it does. And it's always always in the in the in the um, medieval philosophers, it is always assumed that the soul is not divisible. It's a singularity. Okay, it's a it's a unique, singular entity that is not divisible. The only way that it becomes divisible is because it reveals various potentialities that it has when it co- you know when it takes control over, over the body.
0: Okay, so but, but, you know, so, the, the, but, you know the, but the Medrashim Nelson uh, clearly yes. um, begin to discern different aspects. They discern, and and these are, I think, what the Kamarna is talking about. Of course, the Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, Naran. Um, even though it is in Kabbalistic literature, whether it's the Zohar and beyond, that these ideas are fleshed out, they do find antecedents in early midrashic literature and definitely in places like Bahir and other places where you do have the idea of the soul various aspects i think even you know i'm going to push back a little bit even when you talk about the interpretations of 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 uh, of, of the rambam and others in terms of what the uniqueness of man is they talk about the different faculties that there are certain things man shares in common with animals, the animation, and then you have the, the emotional, again, the, there's the animation, which again, the Rambam and others discuss as being w- at one with, um, I'm sorry, the life force, which is the same, almost even, even plant life has that aspect of, of existence and pushing towards uh, a, a biological imperative. And then you have the other aspect, which we share, according to some, the Rambam and others, uh, an emotional aspect. Um, ours is more refined. And then you have, of course, what makes man unique, which is his intellectual capabilities, his ability to not only understand that this is a sound that they should escape from, or this is a memory that tells them this is a, a, a person who's going to whip them and they should run away, but actually to speculate and to think about things in an abstract way and to take this idea and to maybe even be self-reflexive. And this of course has to do with the intellect. And I think we do, although you're correct, there is a, a primitive way to just look at all at all being one. I think even before we get to the Kabbalists, we already have seen um, this uh, tr- this triumvirate so to speak but I don't even call it. I think it's a triumvirate this levels of nefesh, ruach, and neshama um, and so you're correct that it had not been for the mukubalam, we might not know exactly where each one comes from but I think this was discerned in, 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 in Talmudic Midrashic literature you don't, you don't agree with me?
1: Um, In this case I don't uh, but I will I will say this there's nothing nothing here that that the Mukavalem said is in any way at variance with what Chazal taught. I mean, remember, there's this this famous it's in Medrash Rabba, okay? It was Hamisha Shemis La Nishama. Uh, right. Okay. So that's, so that's where you get you know nefesh, ruach, neshama, Chayo and yichida, which is which is all learned out from from psukim. And here it's the idea is that there's the the neshama is being called by five five different five different names which once again doesn't seem to correlate very well about what a Nishama could be you know once again a Nishama would be an absolutely simple metaphysical entity okay that since it's since it's metaphysical and not physical it can't have parts and the only way that it will develop parts is if it will manifest various potentialities when in relationship to a body okay and and um you know, as, you, as you certainly know with the, with the Rambam, the idea that he had was that ultimately this is a non-physical thing at all. It's, a, it's an emanation from the, from the active intellect. It's, it's an idea of what a human being should be or could be. And if you develop your intellect to a certain level, then you are able to transcribe your intellect from the modality of being a, a, a regular finite being finite kind of spiritual thing and 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 merge with the truth right and if you if you accomplish that then you have succeeded in achieving the purpose of the tachlis you know the end the end result of life which is which is fulfillment of your of your potentialities yeah. okay mashenkin if you don't fulfill that potentiality then there is no existence to this to this uh entity that inhabits you after after oh go yes. because oh okay anyway co-
0: that's correct the rambam is definitely not uh, a believer in a in an eternal soul or spark of even if soul. you
1: even if you even if you believe that even if you believe that a soul is an eternal entity okay you can't conceive it's very hard to conceive of there being more than one because because how can you know, how can there be multiplicity in an abstract and non-material entity? Multiplicity is something that has to do with bodies. You know, if you have one cat, five cats, twenty cats. You know, you can't have one soul, two souls, three souls, five souls, ten souls, you know, unless you're unless you're talking about manifestations of potentiality, but that's a result of the of the commingling between the soul and, and the body, not a not something that is intrinsic to the soul itself. So so this you know the idea of of nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayyeh, as even as presented in the medrash, which says which seems to talk in terms of one soul with five names. Right. Um, I'm still I'm you know I'm, I'm still not sure that that cor- you know corresponds to the common yeah, metaphysical I, position.
0: Meaning, you know? and and let's let's go to the next idea, which is that you know uh, that the naran, the nefesh, ruach, neshama. Comes from the three places: Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, right. which would mean. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, but I don't think I am. Is that the the Nefesh is primarily from Asiya, the ruach is from uh, from Yitzira, Yitzira, and the neshama is from Bria. So really, Nelson, if you if and we've talked right. one of the first conversations we had together on in a recorded fashion was. Um, the what Pardes, what Ramosha Kordavaro brought to the table and part of what he really uh, developed in a way that was so clear was this level of Ishtoshulis, what does it mean? From God the one complete being to this multifaceted world and this is really of course the Oilomais right, it's through the Ishtoshulis exactly how yeah. we make the jump from atzi was the previous here and asia but once you're once you you have the 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 idea that in order to get us there needed to be the not necessarily. the tzimtzumim or the Ishtaus. so it's not such a big jump is it Nosen, to say that okay the power the creative energies that that had created this world which created this world next to it which was under it to another world that there could have been stops like at each at each uh you know as we were going down into this physical world that we have okay i'm picking up the Nishama from here right because there was this from god down here then it goes to the next world the world of 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 yitzira and there's an aspect of creation and God's power there, which is uh, doubled by that part of human beings, which comes from there. And then as we get to that final stage of Ishtal of the actual physical world, so that spiritual power, that it's God creating it, uh, can now have that singular aspect that we call the Neshama. So once you have the Elomis, isn't that really the answer, doesn't that really allow you that is say. really the answer yes absolutely
1: and I'll uh, maybe I'll add a little bit of clarification even though I don't know if there's that much to add at this point but the sorry the
0: <laughs> don't you dare steal my thunder again yes I, to... uh... I, st- I stole your I, I stole your it wasn't your thunder I stole your chef I, st- I I, oh
1: <laughs> well um you know you're always entitled to more of my chef no problem should be able i should be able, should be s- able to give it Give give as much of it away as I possibly can.
0: Chayus, um, what is it? Ritzoy v'shov, Alcoy v'shov, v'shov.
1: I believe it. I think I think this is really the 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 meaning of the you know Gemara where, where it talks about the Malach you know teaching teaching embryonic children uh, you know Tyra and Tyra and all that. Um, it was all exactly how to explain that I'm not going to get into, but but here's the basic idea that one of the The amazing thing about a human being or a human being in the Israel depending on how you're you know and and theologically I really tend to become pretty universalist about what what it means to be human you know like it or not but um it's the ability to draw together disparate universes now I mean you can have a you can have a histals of a higher universe and and lower universes and this and that and the other and in the natural scheme of things, each universe is going to be distinct, and therefore a being will live out its life in the universe where it is supposed to exist. And even if it exists, let's let's say let's say it's going to exist in multiple universes. So you have you know so you have Bessie the cow. So you have Bessie the cow of Eilamaziya. Now Bessie the cow of Ola Masia is going to correspond to something in in Eilam Yitzira. Maybe it won't be Bessie. Maybe it won't be a cow. Maybe it'll probably be a, you know probably be a a a crystal in the cornea of some kind of malach you know whatever, but there's a correspondence there. The thing is that the correspondence is never actually going to amount to anything. It's just going to be a correspondence. this corresponds to that, and this corresponds to that, and this corresponds to that and Bessie the cow stays a cow, and she stays a cow just like you know cow in the natural order of things, and that's all that's all it is when you're dealing with when you're dealing with people or B'nai royal. The idea is, is that that we exist simultaneously on all of those levels, and we are able to draw them together. And that's the, the, it's the drawing together of these various locations along the ladder, so to speak. It's the correspondence between these locations and the fact that we are able to draw them together into ourselves and live through them down here. That is is what makes a okay, so it's not just that I have a part of me corresponds in Asiya to something that exists in, in, in Yitsirah, that exists in Bria, that exists in Atilus, that exists in Ain Saif. It's the fact that that I'm able for some reason, for some rather mysterious reason, to pull all of these Correspondences together and live through them
0: simultaneously. By, by and I think and, you know. I think that you know one of the most beautiful um, descriptions of this, as I'm sure you're aware. And I, I love giving this over to people who want to grasp the concept. Is what the Peretzner wrote in the Chayvah right? When he talks about um, how you could come to understand that you have this neshama. In other words, when he speaks about Naran and he speaks about how a human being is able, with Aveda Hashem, and of course with the proper shviras and things that you need, to get in touch with that real self, and we have the ability, as you say, to to sort of draw on it, and and but the first avoda is to recognize that it's there, and to believe that it is there, and that you are able to 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 get there. And I think the, you know, people who do do that um, are what we would call people who are living, you know, just like Dr. Strange, going onto that astral plane. We have a, we can, we can, we can actually mind that. Uh, we recognize where it is and, and we sense it within ourselves. And again, you know, we do say every day in Davening, n'shamah shnasata bi tahay So it is there. Right. Um, whether we whether whether how much functionality it has really depends on our avoidance, how from we are, how kodesh we are, what 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 acts that we take to be able for that part of us to 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 be open to us to to use it as to even be able to use it as agency. So I think that that is um, that takes that takes avoid. Uh, knowing about it, I think, is a good is the first step, but it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty hard to, you know, it's it's it, 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 it's pretty hard to be able to uh, to move beyond knowledge unless you actually take real steps within your life to I'll, I'll put it on the table to deaden or remove yourself from all these you know uh, terrible little yets Horus that stop you from. Being able to to concentrate there, right? I mean, yeah, you know, uh,
1: you know, maybe- one of the one of the methods that were that was discussed by by Rabbi Abraham Abulafia, Rabbi HaKodesh, and uh, and others, including the Ramak, was the idea of, of giving a get. You know, it's um, you. It is as if you know you're instead of divor- divorcing Al Hassan one's wife, you know you're you're divorcing the world. Just that give everything I get, nothing means anything, nothing means anything to me anymore, you know, I was, I was really desperately in love with life at one point, and now I'm just, nothing in the world means anything to me, and if you can really pull that off as a, as a, as a state of mind, so that obviously liberates you to, to encounter the, the other things, but um, the, the Baal Shem Tov also had a, had a sheet on this, and it's very, it's very well known, and he said it very simply, which is kind of almost too simple to be useful, is, um, wherever you think, there you are. Right. You know, where, where a person's Mahshav is, that's where he really is. And you have to understand the, the idea behind it. And I think the Baal is being, you know, quite radical. And, and he's going back to his famous, you know, Mashalov of the King that made the, created castles and walls and barriers to, by, by using illusion. You know which is which is bal Shemto's for for all of the oil of us you know the all the different layers and distinctions and and barriers that we that we encounter in all of these worlds that we inhabit they're all basically illusions because fundamentally there's only one truth where binishlom's existence and his light and his Shefa, that's that's the truth everything else is is a is an interpretation of the truth or, or a or a or um or a a um, a, um an illusion of how this truth needs to be perceived in order to be comprehensible. So this really gets and if into the if that gets into this right special. if that, and if that's the case, right. If that's the case, then therefore if I, I can sit here in Oilamacia, as it is, and if I know what Oilam Hayitsira is and I can think it, then I am there. And if I can and I and if I can if I know what oilamabri is, if I know how to experience it and I can think it, then there I am. And the the bottom line is, is that is that it's not, and this is the thing that you really need to learn, at least I think so, is that it's not that we have feelings because, you know, part of my personality is to have these feelings. And it's not as if I have thoughts because thinking is a faculty of my brain or my, you know, or, I mean, these days they think everything is brain and, and everything other than brain is an epiphenomenon, so. Um, you know, so it's, it's not as if, it's not as if I have thoughts because I'm a thinking being and thinking is one of my capacities. It's not like that. I have feelings because I am drawn from the world of feeling and I have have thoughts because I am experiencing the world of thought. And if you, if you understand that, then you can, then that really opens up a lot of possibilities just by itself. You know, why do I have this capacity to think? What am I doing here? What am I experiencing? Right. And and by doing that, you can begin, I think, to open up some of the you know some of the of of um of what it takes once again to pull the layers together and make them into a into a uh, into a single unity. And I'm I'm going to shift gears here. I'm just going to say a little bit about the concept of selem, which is quite a complicated uh, issue in in Kabbalah and in, in Hasidus also. And this is at least my take on my take on selem. Selim is the correspondences between the between the levels. You know, here I am, Hasia, here I am, 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 higher than Atzilus, here I am in soif, Now, how much of this I get to experience is really kind of up to me and 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 up to how how much effort i put into it and and what my segula is as a person and what my period in history is i'm not you know not everything is my fault if i'm not getting it but i'll call upon him, the correspondences are always there whether you whether you manifest them in your consciousness down here the correspondences are there therefore if you want to know who you really are what is the real self the real self is the series of correspondences that that transition between between let's say adam at and those that system of correspondences is your is your tselem. if you're if you're alive and you can pull all of that together down into you and experience that and you're going to experience these different things simultaneously because you know sometimes you feel sometimes you think sometimes you see all these things are 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 operating simultaneously if you if you are able to do it and you are being attacking tikunim on all these levels simultaneously. If you can do that, then you are being Mashlim You're you're really giving a tremendous demonstration of the of the concept of Achrus of Kaddish baruch that all of these levels are really fundamentally one, even though they're dramatically and vastly and radically different one from each other in terms of their experiential character. So if you can do that, you are you are Shem in everything that you do in your in your in your entire self. Right. What happens when a person dies? So it's not as if the tselim disappears. It, it can't actually disappear. It's a set of correspondences, it's information. Okay. So so the the, the thing comes apart in a way. But even in its coming apart, it's still there, and it's all the more present because of what it used to be back when the person was alive.
0: Okay, so, so can you stop? Just stop you, for one second. You would... Stop for one second. So, really, yeah. I think we're, you know, there's a lot of what you know, a lot of depth in, in terms of what you said in the last four or five minutes. But now, I think you're getting to the part which, if I think, if people started with us a half hour ago. This is really what was strange when you talked about the legal rush, right? Because if it's true that you know that that aspect of um, of nefesh is connected to this finite world, how can it somehow still, you know, be around and sort of having significance and cognizance when the body itself is is rotting and turning into dust? So this is really what you're trying to explain now? How is it that the... That- no. No? But,
1: okay, but yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's definitely a good question. Right? I, think, I think it would be sufficient at this point simply to, simply to point out that, that okay, in any, in any given world, in any given dimension, you have two modalities of expression. One is through specificity and the other is through generality. You know and a life okay is both the body that carries it and it's also the generalities that hold it together by the generalities i mean its sense of time its past its present, its future the logical relationships between the the, the the stuff that sustains it and and how that life form what that life form produces into its environment the you know the um the the on some level, the essence of our neshama that you know that is also worked out in the Zaire is something called midas yomai. You know, David Melach asks Hakadosh Baruch Hu to to let him know midas yomai mind What is my midas yom? Midas Yomim is is the you know the the number of days that that uh that a, that a person has, okay, and and that's the and that's the amount of time that that person exists within, you know, and therefore. You know, you always have to look at the person as being on the one hand, the, the physicality, which expresses the specificity of that time, as well as the sense of time itself, which if you, which basically you can never really differentiate between the two, between the two modes of expression. But certainly time, you know, if you if you think of a segment of time in the abstract, okay, well, this segment of time is part of the general segment of time. It's part of the time of this, time of this cosmos, Right. And, and therefore, it's fair to say, insofar as we're talking about, in my understanding, two modalities of expression, Tsim and and, and Hispash, uh, and which would be, let's say, specificity and, and expansion. You never have one without the other. Okay, so so on the level, so on the level of Tsim Tsum, this is a person that used to be alive and is dead, and the residue of that life is a couple of bones and some dust some, and some stuff over here. Right. But the correspondence between that specific you know, between that specific, specific residue and the time which this person lived and the and the and the essence of what that person's life was. Is still is still there, so in that respect, I don't think the Chazal really meant this that literally. But in that respect, yeah, the nefesh of a person is in that person's bones, in the sense that that the, you know the time that the person existed in and the and the and the specificity of his existence and expression are two sides of the same coin.
0: So let's say if somebody, you know, let, let's let's get practical in, the, in a couple of minutes that we All have right. left. If, you know, you, you talked about your mom. You talked about, of course, the, the wonderful feelings you have for her. I uh, recently spoke to to my kids and said, look, because of Corona, I haven't been able to go down to the graves of my parents and grandparents. And I need to make sure I can get a chance to do that. And I'm going to uh, wreak havoc with everybody's plans because I've got to get down. I've got to go a thousand miles to a certain piece of, of the earth down in Tennessee in order to do this. I can't do it in another place. Um, and there's going to be people that will say to me and you, okay, we understand how important that person was to you, how important, and in your belief, even in their eternal soul, and that you feel that you want to somehow emote, relate and connect. But they're going to ask you, Okay. How about if they, like, for example, let's say, let's say with my dad, so he, he lived in my home uh, in, in Illinois for many years. If I would want to connect to my dad, would I go to his burial spot or would I go to the place that he lived? The place where that, the uh, that he sat in the backyard, the place where he uh, influenced the world around him. Um, and yet, Everyone will say every kabbalist or every a, anyone who ascribes to our understanding of, of 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 honoring the dead is that you have to go to the spot where their remains are. Yeah. Right, you have to go to the spot where. We're their very remains. unique in that regard.
1: I mean, really, we're we're quite unique in that in that regard because you know if you go if you go to the east, okay, you will see generally speaking cremation is the is the option of choice for for deceased bodies. You know, it's. The spirit is, you know, the Atman is the, is the, is the true reality. The body was just a, was just a vehicle or a vessel or, or article of clothing. So, you know, I mean, nobody bothers hanging on to their old gachkas, right? So why would, you know, so why would anybody hold on to their body? But, you know, the, the, Torah, the, the Torah's path apparently is to always stress that once again, everything is fundamentally one. Even though it seems to be radically different, so the 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 mode of tzimtzum and the mode of hisrachavus or Hispashtus are two sides of the same two sides of the same thing. I mean, you know, your 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 father's soul might be as big as the cosmos right now. I mean, you know, what does time? You know, how do you experience time in the abstract? What is time in the abstract? It's a you know, it's a it's a measure of change. So, you know, in expansion. There's no difference between, you know, there's no difference in you drop, you know, put a drop of water in the ocean. The drop is as big as the ocean.
0: So yeah. why well, I mean why do, think, why do you think the hook is that spot because, where the body is decomposing? Yeah,
1: because that's where you know, because that's where the end of the mode of symptom ended up. And if you want to connect, not just to your father so much, because I think you know you can you can connect to your father by 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 Remembering him, or by or by going in his ways, you know, following his footsteps. Okay, that's that's much more powerful if you consider it. But if you want to be mitsiached with his tselem, which is that correspondence that that goes from you know from from asiyah to to yitzirah to bria to atzilus. If you want to if you want to encounter that, there's only one place to encounter it, and that's that location. And by the way, the the in reverse because once the Selim stops being something that corresponds to positive existence in our minds and it becomes it becomes pure negativity which we can't even comprehend in our minds okay then it's also tuma. it's also impurity and as, as you know you know uh, basically i don't want to get into Tumah and and whether there's an oil inside the kever or whatever, but but you know presumably the, this this is bokea from the grave down to the center of the earth and up to heaven, wherever right. heaven Even is. when we're referring
0: yeah. to halachically, like as we know when we talk about the battles about excavations and where Kohanim should go, even if mm-hmm. we're talking about remains that are thousands of years old. We again, there's a halachic reality, which you say speaks to the incredible power that's still there, right? I mean, most people would say, okay, I can't right. even find, I can't even it find the, DNA. the nature of the tzelem. I can't yeah. find the DNA of that dead man, and you're telling me because there's a dead man that was buried there two thousand years ago, the tumah is still rising up and stopping kohanim from stepping over that spot, and and and, and would make a person chayiv kares. For right. once he did that, going into the Beza Mikdash, he would, he would get the death sentence for, for being mahil on the remains of a 2,000 year old body that, that, that would be microscopic, if even possible to detect. But that tumor would be a reality. If
1: there's still anything in there,
0: you know, yeah. And that would be enough of a reality to, to, to generate a Chi of Misa. On that person, that person would be right. That person would now have a chiyav misa for right. going into the mokum Kodosh. So yes. you know. So you're correct. So I'm,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to try to summarize something. You know, very, very, very briefly. The point of going to a kever, first of all is to is to recognize that, in a sense, and I say in a sense because to I I think that Chazal or the, the Mekubalim meant this with a high degree of metaphor metaphoricalness when you understand what they were trying to say. Okay, it's not like you know and there's this guy's hanging out there in the grave and he's all upset cuz he's not wearing not wearing tzitzes. you know I, it's not like it's not like that it's still you know leg l'arouche is something that you should definitely definitely not do but it's it's more of an understanding of what the concept behind it is not not necessarily a, a you know um, a direct insult but alcoponym the idea the idea is is that is that if you can wrap your mind around the idea to some extent that that which was continues to be, except in a radically different mode. Instead of in the mode of being, it's in, now it's in the mode of non-being, which is tuma. But it's also the tzlam that connects you directly to God. So it's very ironic. If you you know part of part of the kavan of going to a tzaddik's grave is is you are you connect your nefesh to the net to the tzaddik's nefesh, and then your your ruach to the tzaddik's ruach and your neshama to the tzaddik's neshama and so forth and so on, and you do this by contemplating various names of a Baruch Hu and 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 you know actually feeling like you're doing it, which is something that you can that you can do. And the whole point of this is not to dive into the tzaddik, and it's not for the tzaddik necessarily to do anything for you. It is because in that selam is that tzaddik's connection to Akodajbarak. So it's a way of it's a way of davening. It's a way of having dvekus with a Kodashbarch. It is not a way of getting the tzaddik to intercede for you and do something for you that you can't do on your own. However much however much this is very often lost in the in the pra- practical in the praxis of, of how people do things. And I can I can tell you I mean I'll just okay once upon a time I was in Kavrachal. I was in Kevrach with a group of big Makubala, Svardi Manashkinazim. And the Svardi Makubal is up there with, with his hands held high, and he's going, he's going, Ima, Ima, Lehtag, Shia Milanuk Fal Mashiach. Okay? Says, mommy, mommy, go tell daddy he should bring Mashiach. Now wait a second. Okay, now if, if he's if he's talking to Rachel and he's saying, Go tell daddy, who's daddy? Who's you know I mean is you figure Yaakov Well, Yaakovin is going to bring Mashiach. He, he had plenty of chances to do that. He so far he hasn't been able to do that, right? So it's pretty obvious the daddy here is God, and he's asking Rachel to go ask Tati, right, to bring Mashiach. And I mean that you know what I heard it. I understand. I understand what he's doing because he's talking to Pertzufim. Okay so he's talking he's talking right so he's, and he's talking a language that that is different actually than than the way that it sounds, but for me, it sounded so shrek it sounded so awful that the first thing that I did was I went to the other side to see to hear what the Ashkenazi Mukubal is saying. What is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> like what am I gonna do? you know. I'm 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 a guy. I mean, I personally I hold like the Noida Yehuda. You shouldn't say you shouldn't say. Uh, you know, L'shem And I mean, we we were Meiser Nefesh all these years to believe in the, you know in 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 one God, one God, not a Trinity, not of this, not of that. You know, and suddenly we're starting. Uh, we're going to be Miached Kuchibriechu and His divine presence, and we're going to have a big wedding and. Okay, so if, you're, so if you're in a Kubel, you know that you know how to be mechavin' these things, but you also know that you're always being mechavin' within the, within, within the framework of, of absolute achdus, and therefore you keep your mouth shut about this kind of stuff. And I'm, I feel very strongly about this, but let me tell oh. you, the, the, my experience with the Keva Rachel were, were a, an eye-opener for me, and, and
0: I no, don't think a...
1: I ever quite recovered.
0: Well, let's put a little ribbon on this with two points. Yeah, as we thing, need to. Yes, one thing is what you said was that you know you mentioned about the baal you know, via mensch trach dart israel, you know, where a person is thinking that's that's where his madrega is. Of course, that could be negative and positive. But one of the things you alluded to was that eventually you go beyond the structure, and you can get you can take things back uh, to ein seif and beyond. Now you can't just do like. You know, what I did, like when you know, jump on a table when you're drunk on Purim and scream, ain't safe, ain't safe, ain't safe, and have it just have everything be miscalcul. I mean, that's a good start, but the point it was, was a
1: nice start. I was very impressed, by the way, despite <laughs> what I might have. Despite what I might have said to you, okay, I was really...
0: <laughs> but that's know. where I was holding. I was holding when you're, I... You know, you're right, holding right, it. Right. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have his batas. But what if we go through the process of an if we go through the process of learning, going through the process of what Ishtosh was means, eventually our mashaba could take us to a place, like you said, where we can sense that ultimate achdus and we can find chibur with the Rabboni Shalom completely. When we're not just living battery packs who are, mo- who are modeling the Tzela milikim, the image of God. We are actually, in a sense, through what we've been able to contemplate, we're actually able to become, in this way, it's so- sort of similar to the Rambam's uh, understanding of the Seychel HaPoyol, which is we can actually go beyond all the Tzumtzum, eventually. But we need to go through the process. We can't just say, I'm not into any of that uh, structure. I just want to jump. Because right. with, uh, unless you go on that ladder, you, ha- you then you can't kick the ladder out from under you. <laughs> you have to climb the ladder. Yeah. Then you're able to kick the ladder out under you, which I think is part of what, again, we, we you know we want uh, Mashiach now, but we also want His Galas now. We want everything to be quick. And, and 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 that's, I think, part of what turns people off including our, our shared Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan Zweig and others, to the very slow process of learning uh, the, the texts, of because you need to actually go from Oilem to Oilem, till you're ready to eventually, you know, kick this thing down, and I think that's, like you say, that, that might be, I think, what the Baal Shemtev was alluding to in a very high way, which we know Chabad and others do, and it was of course, the uh, you know the Babich Rebbe said yesterday. One last point. Oh, we've talked about Please. honoring our parents, and, and and what does that mean? That the neshama is there, the um, neshama is at that spot. And what does it mean that Nishama makes an aliyah, and part of it is still there? Um, I think, and 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 maybe you can dissuade me. I think that when you have a, a type of person who, and we who leaves ideas, especially if they're in writing, that we can now, and again, using the means of, of and that's of course what writing was all about, whether it was the hieroglyphics or, or, or the cave drawings or the crop circles, right? All of those things are ways to send messages to beyond, send messages to the world after you're gone. But since so many of these men have actually done More than that, they've actually written for us. They they knew, like we both believe that there's that this is a shared, unbound by time, aspect of knowledge. So when we learn their svarim, when we learn the when we just even now that we just read the three lines from the from the Kamaran Rebbe, I believe that what we just did bonds us to him in a way that going to his kever will not bond us to that when we can we can actually connect to his mind and allow his ideas to infiltrate our understanding and alter where we were an hour ago to some new understanding mm-hmm. haven't we really i mean again it could be it's us but to me that's always going to be more real learning the svarim i it, it is always to me more real and a connection i've spent the last Ten, you know, uh, to almost ten years, spending an hour and a half a day and more learning the Chafetz Chaim's Sefer, the Mishnah Bura, and and his other works. Before I did that, you know, the Chafetz Chaim was this incredibly saintly figure that I was scared of. Look, I'm I don't know when my end is coming, but I I firmly believe that I'm going to get something. I, I I firmly believe I'm going to get the Chafetz Chaim's look at least you know, when i go beyond and i know it's not because i went to his cover it's because i spent 10 years you know relishing and loving what the man was able to do so i uh, you know i that that's sort of the um i don't know if, I, I hope you agree I, with me on i that.
1: can i concur completely i do <laughs> i do a person's listen a person's tyra is is much more powerful in, in that respect. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't go to a kever, but it, it definitely does mean that that going to a kever needs to be something that you do as a as a form of Hashem. You should be on a madrega to do it. And it should be something that means something to you. And like anything, you know, like anything else. It's like you know, like like eating chocolate. Okay. You know, some of it in proportion, it's fantastic, you know, when it begins to take over your, you know, take over too much of your of your time and your energy and it eclipses other things that are Equally important, or more important than, than by all means, you know, you just curtail that. I and mean, balance is is extremely important, and, and you have to have a sense of balance about everything, including including doing, you know, this kind of this kind of I don't know, going to the holy spot, going to the holy grave, going to this doing you know doing doing this stuff, which is mostly I think more useful for younger people because young people have energy and they need to, they need to do something. <laughs> they can't sit around like altar guys, you know, fetching in books all the time. But, but uh, so I mean, you need to give them something to do at least on a, at least okay. on occasion so it's a it's a good it's a good avoidant if but the march once again the march of the
0: living as they say the march of the yeah how often
1: how often how often do i go to you know how often do i go to graves well I, mean, I guess i haven't been to rajbi in, in in years um oh actually that's not true i've been to rajbi like yeah i suppose two years ago before corona i was there um, have I been to Babasali any anytime recently? Not that I remember. I used to go to Baba quite a bit. I, I, like I, 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 I will say, week, well, I, I,
0: I will, just one last thing, Nelson, before we sign off. Yeah, and we need uh, to sign off. Yes, I do. Because one last thing, I think when we learn their svarim, whether it's the kamarna, whether it's the Zohar, which was of course put together by Rashbi and his and his and his yeshiva, or whatever sefer it is, or the Chayim medium. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Okay. See, yes and no. Uh, something again. You're right. The Gemara right. is like no, no. no, The Gemara to me is is almost. It's so it's so much canon-like that I I, I do feel the Yamaroyum and I have a relationship. But in a safer, I think you are able to be honest and take the person from his on, on his terms. What what mm-hmm. I would say is, you know, for example, Shai who who is a brilliant thinker. Put out Svarim on the Ramchal and other things. But you know that those Svarim are really his imposition upon his using his you know, the giant intellect that he had, using that as fodder. I think what's also important to be Mishabart to the nishamas of these people is to actually take them from where they're at. Don't view it as some sort of. Uh, research paper. Well, yes, in a research paper, but also not not, not to be ultra-critical, to actually read them and to learn them from where they are. And I think that's, not only do we gain respect, but I think that's a real chibur. Anyway, uh, that's, that's yep, my two cents. I sins, agree. Over Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.